The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we uncover the truth of our dreams and reveal the beauty of who we are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be here with you on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call, as always, is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. So yes, we will talk about your dreams today. However, the show is going to be a little bit different than it's been for a while. Normally, I either talk to you about your dreams or we have a guest on the show that is kind of dreamy, dream-centric, um, intuitive, psychic, that kind of a thing. And those things will still be the same going forward. But for a while, I'm imagining, I have no idea really because they say, you know, how to make God laugh is to tell him your plans, but I'm wanting to focus all of our dreaming attention on a very special topic. I'm calling this the girl with the blue ukulele and I'll tell you why. Um, and, but let's, I want to first do a, a little prayer and, and actually before I even do that, I wanted to say hello to Nancy T who's joining us. It's been a long time since she's been on the show. Hey, Nancy. Hey, Cal. How you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad you're with me today at the beginning of this series. So that just, it just feels yeah. good to have you hold my hand because this is, this is an intense one. And I know, um, you're, you know, you've got some passion around the topic, so I'm grateful to have you here. Thank you. I love being here. Absolutely. And I want to just say you've been where you've been because I know people have been asking. It's like, you know, you've got a busy healing practice that you that is is kind of come up and your website is nancytelzero.com if people want to have um any number of different kinds of healing practices or sessions with you from Reiki to emotion code to so many other codes, body code. <laughs> <laughs> so is the best way to have the, to send them to nancytelsero.com? Yeah, the best thing? that works for me. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's do a little prayer and then come out and explore this topic. So let me just invite everyone to turn within, close your eyes. If you can, if you're not operating heavy machinery or a car, I guess that's all one and the same. So just take a breath and... Drop all the way in 
to that sacred place of the most high, that center where we are connected to one another. We are unified. We are in unity consciousness where there is no separation between you, me, anyone, and the girl with the blue ukulele. We're in a unified field of love and connection. That's the truth that's happening behind the scenes. In front of the scenes, that's a whole other story. There's a lot of drama that seems to be going on, but we can always be aware that backstage with every new breath we take, we can drop into the peace that passes human understanding and just let that have its way with us and let it open up the skylight of our mind to behold a greater possibility so we can address the challenges without getting mired in them. So we always do as Einstein said, we we don't we we stay on the level of the solution. He says that you can't solve a problem from the same mind that created the problem. So there's a solution consciousness that we want to keep connected to. And this isn't just for this moment. This is forever. And I just say thank you so much to all the folks at Unity, to Nancy T for joining me, to all of the people that are connected to the girl with the blue ukulele and to you for listening and dreaming and, and whether you know it or not helping. And for this, I say, thank you. Amen. And thy will be done. Ah, okay. Nancy T I'm going to pass it over to you to give us the luminous humanness thought for the day. And then we're going to rock. Yeah, and where can they get the Luminous Humanist book that I have? It's so beautiful, everybody. Oh, they can go anywhere books are sold, basically, which is mostly Amazon. And a shout out to Jeff Bezos, by the way, who I just heard is giving like $150 million to Van Jones to do more work regarding unifying people. And he's like giving massive amounts of money to people who are changing the world. So bravo to him. I mean, a lot of people can criticize him up and down all day long, but my God, he's, he's brought us to the edge of space and he's doing some really cool things. So, um, shout out to him. So you can go to Amazon. And of course, if you have a mom and pop bookstore, go there first, but (laughs) Amazon and Barnes and Noble is good, but thanks Nancy for asking. Yeah. You know, the last time I was in my crystal shop, I saw one of your decks of cards. I think it was your hero's journey. And I went, yeah, I know her. (laughs) And I think I flicked my hair. I don't want to say, but I'm not committing completely, but I'm pretty sure I flicked my hair and did a, I called them darling for some reason. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Where did that come from? But I like it. It's the rising of the woman from Schitt's Creek. I turned into her. Oh my God, I love <laughs> it. I said, I know the girl who made that bebe. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I love you. All right. So let's look inside this luminous humanist on July 21st and see what we hear. And the title is Stay in Your Lane. Oh, For God's here sakes. we go. Yeah. Today, do you as best you can. Go out of your way not to prod, cajole, or try to get anyone else to change their behavior to to be better or different than they are. Trying to entice somebody to change their modus operandi means, by definition, that you're neglecting your own lane by swerving into someone else's, thereby leaving you temporarily insane. Instead, focus on being you. 
via attraction rather than promotion, you might inspire them to live your lives with more gusto. Let go and let them do them while you do you. If someone crosses your lane, go ahead, show them kindness, generosity, and support. However, keep in mind that you can't do their life for them. The best you can do is to be fully you in your glorious lane. Yes, and the affirmation is today, I keep it simple. I let others off the hook and zoom on down my very own lane. <laughs> like, like, you remember said, that song in the lane again? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to do ease on down or zoom on down the road. Okay. And there's a lot of zooming happening these days. But that was before I wrote that piece. Okay. That's kind of, I, I hadn't looked at that, but that is kind of uh, appropriate for what we're talking about today. Actually, yeah. there's a woman who's gone in on a very different road that were, I, so this is, I think, going to set the theme because instead of this, us trying to find her and bring her back to her senses, this is about just doing what's in our lane to do. And I think that's, I'm going to keep that, that thought in mind. So I guess without further ado, Nance, is there anything you want to say before I launch into kind of the overview of this wild, crazy thing? Um, I, I tell, start by telling us how you met this woman, how, how she came to tell you the story, if you could. Okay. All right. So I was walking down the street, walking down my lane out in front of my house, Red Rock Road, um, where I exercise and a neighbor of mine who I cross on the path all the time I have for the last, I don't know, 12 years or so since or 10 years since I've lived here. And we've never talked um, because I'm always exercising. It's like, hi, wave and all that. But on this particular day, about, I want to say a month ago, she stopped me and said, I heard you do dreams. What's, what's that all about? And so I told her a little bit and she said, oh, I have really vivid dreams about my daughter. I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, so what's your thing? And she said, I've been into real estate for, um, for about 25 years. I raised three children and for the last nine years, I've been looking for my daughter Wow. And I'm like, mic drop. And, and that's who she'd been dreaming about. And so it, it was kind of like, uh, so I decided oh. to stop my exercise routine for the day. And I walked with her and she gave me the scoop about her daughter, Tess. And so here's just some of the basics that I, that I sent out in my email today. So we can at least, cause some of this is going to be story, but here's the, just the facts, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago, 29 year old Tess Lerner went missing from Topanga, California, and her family hasn't seen or heard from her since, except rumor that she changed her name to Satya, which means truth in Sanskrit. Her car was found abandoned in Capitola, California, near Santa Cruz, with all her worldly belongings intact, her cell phone, checkbook, keys and clothes, everything except her favorite possession, her only favorite possession, her blue ukulele. Detectives and psychics have been on the case to no avail. So this show, the reason I'm talking about this, because this is not a true crime podcast. This is a podcast or in the show where we talk about dreams and more aspirational things. However, when, when this came to me, when I met Sharon 
Sharon Berry is her name. I It used to be Sharon Lerner, just for anybody who's looking at the email I sent out. I'm correcting that. And by the way, Sharon will not be on the show today. She had to join her granddaughter today. So she will be on the show one of these one of these days, but not today. So playing the part of Sharon Lerner is Nancy Telzero today. <laughs> and I know nothing, so it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought in some way, like, you know, when somebody crosses your path, like not every problem in the world is ours to solve. Not every situation is ours to get up in arms about. But there's those things that stop us on the trail that actually call us to them that we might consider it is part of us being in our lane is ours to do. And Sharon literally wouldn't let me go and, and told me the story about her daughter. And starting that night, I started dreaming about her. And I thought, what if I invite other dream dreaming people to begin to dream about this young woman and maybe we'll solve the case. Maybe we'll get some clues. And as Vanessa Poster said, she is someone who's on my email list. If you want to be on my email list and you're not, by the way, go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com, which is where there's a banner now that will take you to the Girl with the Blue Ukulele website. But Vanessa, who's on my email list, sent me an email today and said, let me see, what did she say? She said, she said something about, oh God, Kelly, come on. Um, she basically said, we're looking for truth. We're not necessarily looking to find the girl because we might, or she's a woman. She's a, she's actually at this point, a 39 year old woman, but we may or may not find her, but we may uncover truth, which is what her now, um, her name, her chosen name, Satya means. So I thought that was really interesting. We're looking for truth. And it's not just truth about her, although that's the focal point. It's truth for ourselves, for our own missing girl. And and there will be psychics on this show. There will be, there's actually going to be a woman joining us next week on the show named Judy Wilkins-Smith, who is an incredible constellation therapist, even though she wouldn't call it constellation therapist. I'm not exactly sure what she calls it, but it's constellation. She does constellation work. We just did a session with her and Sharon yesterday, the mom, and it was incredible. So I'm going to be bringing the same kind of people on like Nancy T and other, and other folks who are in the healing arts to help us with, with um, finding Tess or Satya as the case may be finding truth. Okay. <laughs> How's all that landing on you so far? <laughs> No, that's, that's really good. And I like, and especially the part where, when, when you think about there's this car and it's got all of her worldly belongings, except for her favorite thing, it really looks deliberate. It looks very much like this is what she wanted. So the fact that we're going into this, you're going into this honoring her wishes. And it's not about disrupting her life. It's not about changing where she is. It's not about saying, come on back. We got to get you in the fold. It's more of a, um, I guess, are you okay? And, and wanting to have a peaceful heart about her around her, because a lot of times when we don't have the, this light, you know, we have a, a blank slate. Sometimes we don't fill it in with the nicest stuff. I think we can assume the worst or fear the worst and mm-hmm. that takes us over. So I think finding, finding the truth and the essence of what this is all about. And then I feel like that'll just bring forth peace around it for all of us you know, who are missing someone or 
or feeling like we're disconnected in a way that we didn't think we should be from a person. Exactly. And I'll get back to that in one second, but I want to let people know that if you're, if you're like, oh man, I had a dream and I wanted to share it, you can still do that on the show. Oh, yeah. I think what we're going to be doing is just having that added viewpoint about how might this also be helping? It's kind of what what I'm focused on, but your dreams are important. So don't hesitate. On the second half of the show, as normal, we will take your dreams. We'll, we'll connect with you and whatever you're dreaming about, even if it seems unrelated, because we all know if we incubate a dream asking you know, where's my, where's my future partner or where's my money or where's my, whatever it is, or where's Tess or where's Satya, we might not get an exact literal answer, but whatever we're dreaming about will be related to that. So it's all worth sharing. So don't be shy to share a dream that is about you and your personal life. Please don't even, don't be afraid of that. So again, the number is 816-251-3555. So don't be afraid to call in. All right. Um, but from a dreaming perspective, as Nancy, you were you were just touching on, there's the, there's the perspective, and this is kind of the staying in my lane part to nod back to what you read earlier. I like to look at everything from a dreaming perspective. That helps me feel more powerful because I feel like there's a lot going on in the world that I can't do anything about. But on the level of dreams, I can look at everything like it's a part of my dream, which is a part of myself, a part of my own being. And from that place, we can actually be very powerful in terms of rescuing a lost aspect of ourselves, bringing her back into the fold or shedding light on a part of us that that is trying to run away or that doesn't feel like she fits in this world. And so I think that is actually an archetype that exists in all of us, uh, whether whether we're a man or a woman. What were you about to say, Nance? Well, I was I was just thinking that, um, you know, with the dreams, you know, people call you and they they tell you their dream, and sometimes you you'll reframe it for them, you'll have them look at it differently, and and then the end it it always ends up being a good dream. I, I mean, sharks could eat them alive, and you and you make it a good dream, bless you, and that's why people call. <laughs> it's why I tell you my dreams, but because of that, I think that with this story, this blue ukulele, that no matter what's going to come of this, whether we find Tess and you know shake her hand and say, hey, well done. Um, we, we still will have a new way to look at it and that's the gift and, and life is but a dream. So, I mean, there's no one more equipped than you to help this woman reframe how she sees it. Mm, right. I mean, it's like Sharon, the mom is the one who came to me. Tess didn't come to me, but, but Sharon did. So this is about wanting to help her, wanting to bring some, some healing to, to her heart and um, and I think I just want to also include here as many details as I've got just so people have them. Oh, by the way, let me just put this out there. I'm going to Sharon said that I could give out her phone number if anybody wow. does have any information about where Tess or Satya might be. The number to call is 310-980-7022. So 310-980-7022. Seven zero two two, and it may become 
crazy to call her, but <laughs> I think if you have any insight, and certainly during the show, if you want to call me or reach out to me, you can email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. If you would prefer to do it that way, you can email me with any slight dream hints. Like, for example, right after I met Sharon that night, I was, I had a dream. Nancy, I think I told you about this dream. Um, tell me if I did or not. I was sitting across the table from a girl with dark hair. I didn't recognize her. And at that point I hadn't seen any pictures of, of Tess. Um, and she ordered breakfast and we were sort of at a, at a strange restaurant and she had an egg that was broken on the plate and next to it was a tiny unicorn. Did I tell you about this dream? You know what? Now that you said that, yes. <laughs> when you got to the, the egg and the tiny unicorn, I remember, I think that was a unicorn. What is she thinking? Why did she order that? Yeah. Now I yes. And all I got was a bunch of heart Valentine's looking cookies. Yeah. Which and I you weren't happy about that, but I said I would be because I like cookies. <laughs> yes. It's all coming back. My, I'm going to give you my heart cookies and I'm going to see if I can order what, have what she's having. <laughs> like place but, the unicorn on a side. But I have exactly just a side of unicorn, <laughs> not to be eaten, not to eat. But you can't made, have a full unicorn; it's too much. Right. <laughs> but it made me think that the egg was kind of like the, in some way, the the connection with her mom, kind of because her mother, like what mm -hmm. came first, the chicken or the egg or the mother or the daughter, like there's some like the broken egg, like all over the plate was like kind of the messiness of this connection and maybe she's out of the egg she's she's trying to find her autonomy but the fact that there was a side order of unicorn and it wasn't unicorn for eating it was just this really pretty purple unicorn made me think there's magic in this space mm -hmm. so there's so to me that's a piece that I've gotten and I haven't had a more um, a dream that felt more connected, even though I, I, I probably haven't, I just haven't remembered them. But now that we're starting this series, I'm going, going to be deliberately dreaming about her. And I invite you to do the same. So yeah. here's one, th here's a few things that we should know about, and I'm going to just go be between Tess and Satya because some people know her as Tess. And nowadays I think she would only respond to Satya. Um, Wait she, one second. Yes. How do we know? How do we know that that's the name we think she's she's got now? Satya. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, you just about to say that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was gonna. Well, let me say the piece I was gonna say, and then I'm gonna answer your question. So, what's interesting about about Satya? I'm just gonna focus on that because that's what she would like us to call her. I bet. Um, Super creative, super talented, super sensitive, definitely an HSP, highly sensitive person to the max, really creative. So I imagine she's got some character traits of the people who listen to the show, people that are spiritually minded, open, and they feel kind of like thin walls. They feel like, like they're, they can feel what other people are feeling and they're of the heel. She was a yoga instructor. So people that are in kind of the mind, body, spirit, and also that might feel like the blessing of becoming more psychic and more sensitive is that's great. I mean, that's kind of the goal, but then the challenge is, wow, you can feel everything. So this girl was a deeply feeling person and, um, she was, a 
I would say not a writer in the typical sense that most people might think like, oh, she writes every once in a while. No, this girl, this woman was a nonstop, almost compulsive writer in the trunk of her car was found composition books, menus, pieces of garbage, pieces of trash, anything and every square centimeter of these of these of this paper was covered in her writing. She couldn't stop writing. It was like that was her way of processing the deluge of of information, processing her feelings, and a lot of them were on the darker side. I have she published a book of poetry when she was 20. So that would be almost 20 years ago. And it was called, and it is called Crying in Public. And I think I'm going to just flip to a random page. Nancy, um, tell me. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, this is actually the very back of the book. And then I'm going to pick a random page. This is, she's quoting Hans, and I just thought there could be clues in this, the stuff that she wrote. So, and there's so much of it that it's going to be hard to read all of it. But she quotes Hans Christian Andersen. And Nancy, you know, that that's been something that's been bouncing around my world. Um, it is very extraordinary. But when my feelings are most fervent at, and at their best, my tongue and hands alike seem tied. Mm. My tongue and hands alike seem tied. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't did, and you said as a child or when she was before she used to say she didn't feel like she was of this world. Correct. Yeah, she would often tell her mom, "I'm not from here. I don't belong here." I'm, I'm not part of this, like I shouldn't be in this family. I shouldn't be, um, I'm, I'm not from here. And then she would also say, but don't worry, I'm not going to take myself out because I'm aware that I have work to do here. So we, we, there's a lot of people connected to her intuitively that believe she's still in this world. It's just perhaps, and the, this this um, astrologer that she talked to that I had a chance to speak with, who will hopefully come to the show, he said that, um, actually it was the t- detective that I talked to who said, the Santa Cruz Mountains are a great place to get lost. If you're somebody who doesn't want to be found, Santa Cruz is a great place to be. So that may very well be where she's at at this moment um, so I want to give you all the URL, even though it's new, it's it's being developed as we speak, so it might not be live yet, but it will be the girl with the blue And in the meantime, you can look at a kind of a early stage of the website. You can go to kellysullivanwalden.com, scroll down about halfway down the page, and you'll see a banner for the girl with the blue ukulele. Click that, and you'll see pictures of her. And when we come back from this break, you're going to hear a song that Tess wrote. You'll actually get to hear her voice, which to me speaks volumes. So stick with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Call in with your dreams, and we'll talk a little bit more about the girl with the blue ukulele. We'll be right back.
Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And I was just told that the banner isn't yet up on my website. I'm so sorry. But it will be. uh, By the end of today, there will be um, access to this portal. Um, So so just bear with us. It's all kind of coming up in real time. Um, And at, at some point soon, the URL will be live, the girl with the blue ukulele. So just bookmark that. And check in later today on my website, kellysullivanwalden.com. Scroll down about halfway down the page, and there will be a banner, I promise you. Okay, so um, we promised we were going to hear a little bit of Tess's song. She wrote a lot of songs and had a beautiful voice, and a lot of the a lot of her stuff just went went up in smoke with her not up in smoke literally but disappeared with her car um she never locked her car so she had a whole recording um like a record like a portable recording um studio in her car that before she went missing it got stolen out of her car so a bunch of her songs but we were able to get this song so louie if you'd be so kind um let's hear this song called where we belong by Tess Lerner, a.k.a. Satya.
Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele. That was one of the songs that she wrote. It's the only one that we have. Um, it's not a perfect recording. It's Some of the audio is hard to hear, but what a beautiful voice, don't you think, Nancy? Oh, my gosh. It felt very otherworldly to me. Yeah. I mean, Haunting. very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It just was, um, you know, it's haunting. It's, that's <sighs> the word. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, you know, every I've listened to this song now, um, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 times. And every time I hear it, I hear something else. And in this one, I'm hearing kind of the the depth, the sorrow, and even the rebellion that I don't care what they say. That's the, that just... was the only line I could hear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think that's, you know, that means something to me. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I could hear. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we that that her mom shared with me is that her favorite movie was the movie Into the Wild. Have you ever seen that, Nancy? No, no, I haven't. Okay, well, you, it was directed by Sean Penn. It came out a long time ago, but it's about a young man who is from a pretty well-to-do family, and he just he leaves. He graduates from college and he just goes into the wild and he wants to make it on his own. He's very inspired by Thoreau and um, Emerson and all the the transcendentalists and the the one the the road less traveled, <laughs> you know, the, all those people. Oh, I'm covered in chills, and wanted to just forge his own path. And it's a beautiful story. And in watching the movie, I felt like it really uncovered a lot of kind of understanding the character of somebody who would just up and leave. And similar to the guy in the movie, she had, there was money in her bank account that she just stopped. She just let, let it go. She let go of her cell phone. Her parents offered to buy her a new car. She said, nope, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. She walked away from all of that. It's like in a way to find her path. Like, I don't care what they say. I am. So there's something in that. And we could say that, that, you know, what a spoiled brat, what a, you know, like who there's a lot of people that would die to have those things and die to have those problems. And yet it's an archetype of someone who just says, I am smothered by this world. This world is killing me. I have to go into nature and, and be with the elements and find my own way, whether I do or not, I have to try. So that's what I, that's what I'm getting. So uh, what do you, what about you, Nance, before we pick up the line, um, and invite people to call in. What what are you getting from all of that? I really do feel like this was intentional. This was this was her desire to not be of the world that had been her life. 
not to say that she doesn't want to be on the planet, but just to create a whole new reality for herself. And it feels to me like she has done that and that, and that's what she's living. And right. I don't get, I've never, not once have you told me this or talked about it where I thought she's not here anymore. I, I definitely think she's here. I just think she's just made a different decision and that's hard for us because I mean, basically we all, you know, we we're in the United States, we're born, we go to school, we, you know, we get married or we stay single, you know, we, we sort of have a, a trajectory and she is like, yeah, screw that. (laughs) I'm going to do my own thing and in my own way. And it's not going to look like you and that will make you uncomfortable. So, you know, right. And I, there's a statistic online. It says, um, I looked up how many people go missing every year and there's 5.4. What? 5.4. Okay. Is that million, billion, zillion? Well, it says, oh, 5.4 for every 100,000 people. But all of that, some of that is from like foul play. Um, What the the police said that there was no sign of foul play on her car. Um, But there's, you know, I'm going to, Dana had looked up the number and hopefully he's listening and he'll be able to come in and tell me what the number is of people that, the number of people that just walk away from their lives so, and obviously we don't want to encourage people to do that. We want to have them find their way while they can still be in this world and not of it. And, but I think there's, you know, there's some healing that we can bring to this part of us that would leave because it's, it leaves a trail of pain for those left behind. All right. So let's pick up Denise. You've been so darn patient. Thank you so much for calling in. Hey honey, what's, what's on your heart today? Um, let me take here. Um, yeah, I had a dream. Well, that's nothing new. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. This, this is an awesome dream to me. I'm going to analyze it afterwards. You know, I think I'm y'all anyway. Um, you are. We are as well. <laughs> I think I'm y'all. No, I, I can't. Um, I can't touch y'all. But anyway, had a dream. Had two bags. Went into the store. A store. One was a return. And clearly, I guess one was something I already bought. So I go to the counter and ask the people, where's the return section? So the guy points to a um a door, and it leads into a it's a huge warehouse, um which is fine with me. Um, so then I say um, so then when I'm back there, you know I'm getting ready to I guess figure out how to do this return in this warehouse, and all of a sudden, um the lights start to flicker. You know how you have a mm. thunderstorm and it's like the electricity's going to go off. So the lights mm. flicker, I think twice. Finally. It just gets completely dark. So I say in the dream, you know, I say, I said, well, gosh, there's, there's no lights. I'm talking out loud. And I guess the guy might be somewhere close to me because he obviously heard me. I said, you know, it's dark. And he's like, yeah, everybody needs to leave. I want to say, oh, okay, everybody needs to leave because, you know, there's darkness. Or we There's no light. And I said, well, how can we leave and we can't even see our way to the door? So mm. next thing you know, he is oh, deep. He, so the next thing you know, he had, evidently he had, he got a flashlight. I don't know when he got it because of course it's dark. He gets a flashlight and, and then you, of course you can see to the door. And I said, you know something, why don't you, um, why don't you give me a flashlight as well? I said, mm-hmm. so I can just lead myself through the door without, you know, without your, you know, without your assistance. And next thing you know, he gives me a flashlight 
and I walk to the door and go back out to the regular part of the so-called store. I just think that is so, 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 so deep. Let me tell you how deep this is to me. This is me, but I'm not good at y'all. Oh, my God. To me, the flashlight is just, it's like there's darkness. And even in its darkness, somebody gives me a flashlight so I can see my way through. That is just so deep to me. Um, it is. When there's no light, light was given Light was given unto me. I, I, you know, if I couldn't see, light was given to me. It was a flashlight. I don't care if it was a candle. Light was given unto me. Um, that's what I take away from this dream. I was just, I've been ecstatic all week. A girlfriend of mine is very religious, and she quoted some, some, something from the Bible. Something, uh, mm. I forgot what she quoted. I should have wrote it down. But I just think, I don't know. Um, now, I will tell you that a flashing light is mm. my response to my father. Uh, somebody Ooh. one time told me that his daughter had died, and any time he hears a song or he wants to hear the song, that's his way of letting him know that his daughter is well. So he said when my father first died, have a code, have something that if you want to know how he's doing. And mine has always been an off and on blinking light. That's all. I, I'm just saying that for whatever it's worth. Oh, it happened wow. twice. Then it went completely dark. But I wasn't scared because it's a warehouse. I mean, it wasn't like it was a lot of people in there. I don't remember how I even seen any people in there. But I just said, hey, you know, we can't get to the door. There's no light. You know, we can't make our way. And he said, okay. And it's, he, I don't know where he got his flashlight from, but he gave me one. He had one, and then he gave me one, and I just walked to the door. Okay, that's it. Oh, now I love this dream. Okay, so Nancy T., I'm going to pass to you first, and then I'll take a stab after you. All right. Uh, well, hi, Denise. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> miss you. Okay. Oh, I miss you too. All right. So, you know what I what struck me, and everything you said did, but what struck me most was that, you know, you had somebody there willing to light the way for you, but you said, yes. "I want to do it myself." Mm. I want to be the one that that figures it out on my own that that takes me through the door. I want to be the one. And it tells me how it's it kind of if it were my dream, I would see myself as so independent and strong because you assessed the problem right away. You said, OK, look, I'm fine with leaving. But I can't see. So how about? It? So that was your first thing. You're like, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going on here before you, you know, you're, you're telling me something that absolutely makes no sense. And then when he says here, you know, like he's going to let you go, you say, how about you get me my own? Mm. And I just think there's something so powerful. I can feel it in my heart of, mm. you know. I don't need a bunch of people. I just need to have myself. I've got my own back. Mm. And, uh, and mm. of course, with that blinking light now that you told me that that was your dad or that, that you connect that with your dad, it's no matter what, you're never alone. You're, you've got him. Mm. And between the two of you, you've got this. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Beautiful. Sure is. Go, Nancy. Okay, Whoa. so I'll throw down, um, ditto to everything Nancy T just said. Love all of that. There's a few pieces that stand out to me if it were my dream. For some reason, I was feeling like there was something, this may not be for you, Denise, this may be more about me, but it feels like, you know that game we used to play as kids, like you're getting hotter, you're getting warmer, you're getting colder, you're getting colder. Yeah. 
it seemed yeah. like this 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 whole thing about wanting to return something like I bought something but I'm returning it. I don't want something I have I don't want. I'm trying to get rid of it. Like that's mm. the context of the whole thing. And I'm and in that it's kind of, it makes me feel like I'm kind of going down the wrong road so I end up in the dark. So it's almost like Ooh. saying you're getting colder, you're colder. Like it makes me feel like maybe the message is take what you've bought. It's yours. Like don't don't try to get rid of it. Le- learn to love it or find a place for it instead. But and it, I, it made me think about the that quote in the Bible that even if you walk through them butchering it, walking the 23rd Psalm, if I yea, yeah. though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your rod and light are still with me. I don't know if it's compass or you're, you're still with me. Jesus, you're still with me. Even when I'm in the dark, even if I go off track, I'm, I'm still like, you're still with me. So maybe this dream, if it were mine is saying, if you may be going off track here, trying to spend time and energy returning something something that you bought into that you're wanting to give back, which may or may not be, you know, that may be fine. But even if you go off track, even if you go into the dark, I am still with you. But you, to me, the piece here that is the standout is you asked for it. You didn't just say, oh, it's dark. I'm going to stay here and die. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, I'd like to leave. I'd like to go back into the light, but I need a little light to get there. So you... (laughs) You called it to yourself, and then it, it was like your dream responded in kind, and you made your way. So right. I feel it's it makes me feel like this is one of those really powerful dreams that it's like you can't screw up, you can't make a mistake, you can't like you're gonna be fine no matter what you do. So okay. it makes me right. want to ask you, do, you know, and you don't have to tell us right now, but do, are you seeing? where this dream may be in response to something that's happening in your life where you may have been feeling in the dark and yet your dad is with you, Jesus is with you, God is with you? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about him. Oh, I can't hear you, Denise. You've been thinking about your dad? Oh, you're crying. Oh, you precious one. Thank you. Oh. That's, yeah, we know mm. how much you love your dad, and mm. and it's just uh, to me it's heartwarming that he's with you like that, and he yeah. shows up so often in your when you're awake and when you're sleeping. He's just there. <sighs> yeah, even if you feel like you're in the dark, he's still with you. Oh, honey, this is deep. I'm so glad you shared this with us. Likewise, <sighs> uh, I I thank you you and Nancy so much. I don't know um. I had it a couple of nights ago, but I, he's been on my mind so much. Like, and that happens every now and then. It happens every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a part of life. He gave it me is. life. So I have to think about him. So you know, maybe he was coming. Maybe he was coming in the dream. And maybe he knows that I've been thinking about him so much that he came in the dream to let me know, I'm okay and you're going to be okay. Stop it. Yes. Stop doing all this thinking about me and, and getting a little sad. You got to snap out of it. So that's what I'm going to do. Ah, beautiful. And I'm going to, as we said earlier, I don't know if you heard the earlier part of the show where we were talking about how whatever dreams you want to share with us, we're going to look at them from 
as it relates to you and your life, but also as it might relate to this larger theme that we're talking about, the girl with the blue ukulele, the girl that's gone missing. And this dream feels like it's it's hopeful in that area too. Like maybe we can't see her, but there are flashes of light in the clues that she's left behind, whether she's alive right. or not. But exactly. it feels hopeful. Like we're we're all in the dark right now as to where she is. But there's flickers of light and let's and let's that let that be good enough. And maybe in the asking for the light, we'll find it. Seek and you shall find. So mm-hmm. And I did ask for it in the dream. Give me a flashlight so I can see my way. So I Ooh. want to I, I, I wanna stop thinking about him, or at least this week or last week. I think the flashlight is saying I I I don't want to be in the darkness. I don't want to think about him in a negative sense. But I'm not thinking him in a negative sense. I'm just thinking about him so much. The last two weeks, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I'm glad he came to me and told me everything's going to be all right. And he would be very mad to know that I'm crying today. He would be uh, mad. He, he, he would. He'd be like, come on now. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, he would be. But there's, you know, I think it's how we frame it because there's something about, I mean, the name of Tess's poetry book is Crying in Public. So I think that there's something really poignant about that. And there's nothing wrong with it if, because it's like the holding it back is actually where the problem is. So I think there's something about becoming fluent with our being in, being present with our feelings. Nancy, I could feel you saying something there. Go for it. I know I, I'm just I'm just with you um, and I totally agree and I am a person who tends to hold it in and it does mm. eventually come out and then you can't control how it comes out because it's all over the place but there's a part of me when you say you know I just need to stop thinking of him I feel like instead of thinking about him in the framework of I miss him so much I miss him so much it's mm. more like finding a way to embrace how much he's still here yes yeah how much he's still in, alive in you and you know in the yeah. gestures that you make or the or the way your brother says certain words or you know how <laughs> yeah. he's still so present and so many yeah. things that maybe you like a food you like that you you know your dad used to love it's still there and so it's more like putting attention to what is still alive versus just so much that he's not physically here next to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm-mm. Amen. Beautiful. Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Denise. Okay. All right, honey, to be continued, keep us posted. Thank Lots you. Lots of love to you and your dad. Okay. Dana just texted me with a little update about kind of correcting my my statistics <laughs> so in the new york post it says that more than 6 ooh let me see if there's something else okay more than 600,000 people go missing in the us every year 1600 of those go missing in the us wildlands so and there's actually wildlands what is that so it would be like the mountains where the undeveloped oh oh jets. okay I, I, I've never heard that term. Okay. Gotcha. So the, mm, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, there's a, there's articles about people, um, young people that have been inspired as Tess was by the movie into the wild. And they've kind of mimicked what the guy in the movie did and they, and their bodies were found and they didn't make it a lot of there's, there's a phenomenon because it was such an inspiring movie 
and and it's and yet it's very tragic because you can't you know to just go into the wild yay there's going to be some fun moments but it's about doing it carefully doing it with some level of touching base um there's so i'm just hoping nobody watches that movie and gets inspired and goes and does it i mean i think we can do some variation of it where we can stay balanced coming up on on the show next week we're going to talk to judy wilkins smith who's the constellation therapist even though she doesn't say she's a therapist but she's a brilliant woman and one of the things that she will talk about is is the oh gosh this was so amazing kind of the how within a family constellation, Nancy, you're going to love this. There's, it's like if one, if one person say is like the happy go lucky one, somebody's Mm. going to have to be the one to hold the sadness or the pain or the uncried tears of the family. And they might show up as the one who's dysfunctional, the one that just can't seem to get their life together or the one that just has to leave and go off into the wild to, to process. And everyone's like, come on, can't you just be like us? And, and it's, so in a way, looking at it from a larger constellation, maybe these people wouldn't have to leave if we all shared the load a little bit. And, Mm. and you'll hear her talk about how maybe just as a possible reframe, we actually owe these people a debt of gratitude because of what they process for us that so we don't have to and interestingly and i'll bring this up and we'll talk more in detail about this and i think anybody who's got any family stuff is going to be interested in the show next week in the middle of the call the police broke in and called sharon to ask her and she hasn't heard from the police in nine years nancy Oh my God. Capitola police, a new detective is on the case and wanting to get connected and finding out information while we were in the middle of our conversation. So, of course, we'll talk more about that next week. And Nancy, thanks for joining me on the first in this series of The Girl with the Blue Ukulele. And I hope you all will dream on this and call us in next week. And until we meet again next week, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.